Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live from Western Washington. So glad you could join us. I'm your host, LB Duchess, and joining me today is guest host Karen of Karen Danberg Clothery, Julia, co-chair for Olive Crest, and Sharon. And so we're going to be chatting a little bit about the Wine Women in Shoes, who Olive Crest is, and we're going to chat a little bit about thank yous. So today's show is brought to you by the Pain Clinic of Bellevue and Wine Women in Shoes. As we do with all of our shows, we're going to start off with our first wine tasting. Um, today is going to be the Chateau Saint-Jean Bijou. It is their 2013 Chardonnay. This is a California wine, and it's ironic that I like the Chardonnay because typically uh, not a big Chardonnay fan, but this one reminds me a lot of a Viognier. It's very mouth-filling. Um, it's juicy, and um, for people who like a really cold white wine, like we were talking about earlier, uh, this one still has that chilling effect without being, this not, is not chilled to what you would consider a regular white. Mm -hmm. It's very good. It's it's light, it's fruity, It's but it's got some depth. It's it's not buttery, really, right. per se, Virgin, and I, yeah. I, I'm not into that big butter taste on yeah. my mouth, um, so if you like that kind of a Chardonnay, this is a good one. That's not the buttery, but more the the textural and the... Very uh, mouth-filling. Yeah, mouth-filling and not real fruit, fruity, fruity, fruity. Yeah. Sweet. It's more of a, yeah. A and I'm a more of a red person, too, so... Yeah, I'm yeah. a big red fan. What do you think, Julia? Um, it's... I'm not a big on wine, but it's uh, light, mm -hmm. sweet enough. And it's light. <laughs> That's perfect. One of the things that we talk about on the show a lot is, you know, most of us aren't wine connoisseurs. So we talk about um, what it is about the wines that we enjoy. Because I think most of us talk about wine in a very basic, simple way, not with all these um, big, big words and, and, you know, being a professional. So enjoy the wine. How about you, Miss Karen? I am a big red person, but... I got turned on to my favorite Chardonnay um, by Sparkman Cellars, Lumiere, and I've oh, been yeah. hooked ever since. And this is a perfect wine when you don't want to spend $80 on a bottle for roof rooftop grilling and appetizers, but oh, it's yeah. a perfect consistency. I love this Bijou. Very nice, light, and just the right blend for appetizers on the rooftop at sunset. I love that. That's fabulous. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. I love it. Uber. Forget parking or waiting for a cab. Uber makes it super easy to get around town with just the tap of an app. From hybrids with UberX to town cars with Uber Black, there's no need to tip and no exchange of cash or card is necessary. And because you're hearing this from Socially Savvy, all you have to do is go to uber.com backslash go backslash socially savvy 14 on your mobile device or computer and you're good to go with $30 off your first ride. Enjoy getting around town with no stress. So today I'm standing here with Sierra Clarity of Local 360. It's a fabulous, fun little restaurant here in uh, the heart of Belltown. So you're going to tell us a little bit about what we're going to be tasting today on air and a little bit about 360. Sure. Well, Local 360 is a sustainable restaurant and food producer. We're based in the heart of downtown in the corner of First and Bell. Our emphasis is on local sourcing with about 90% of our ingredients falling within a 360-mile radius of Seattle. It's a oh, little wow. fun little taste of the city. We specialize in farm-to-table, sustainable, and ethically sourced food. Today we've got our deviled eggs and our rabbit pate that is sure to please. Little thoughtful touches. 
They're awesome, and it's perfect. I mean, they're good sizes for parties or for just coming for a happy hour. So what kinds of things do you guys specialize in your menu? Is it kind of all over the board? Is it um, like a certain type of themed food? You know, it's really just kind of thoughtful um, country food, really. It's just got a lot of really fun, creative elements to it. Um, we have wonderful uh, chicken and waffles. It's delicious. And um, we also have an excellent poutine. Since we're locally sourced, all of our ingredients just come from Seattle. So it's just little touches of Seattle from local farms pr uh, providing their produce and then also just local fish. So really what's in season, what's fresh, and what's tasty. That's awesome. So any specials like happy hours that, that everybody should know about? Yeah, we've got a happy hour going right now from 3 to 6. We just opened up a parklet, so we've got some outdoor seating. Really fun. Come down, have a local spirit, glass of wine, and we'll make you happy. I love it. Thanks so much for taking time. Thanks. So I have to say, having never tried the 360 appetizers before, I am loving the deviled eggs, which I am not typically a fan of deviled eggs unless, of course, I have made them because, like Karen and I were talking, I am a Miracle Whip girl. So I like some of that sweeter with a little bit of mustard that I mix in with it. Uh, but the uh, rabbit pate, that was my first time having rabbit. So I have to say I was surprised. <laughs> so thank you very much, Karen, for introducing us. I love it. It's one of my favorites. Well, and I love what you were saying about the rooftop, about the deviled eggs and, you know, what you taking them out on your boat for seafarer and stuff. Just a perfect little appetizer. Yep, and Local 360 has been great as far as, you know, given a half hour notice, they'll put a platter together. They put um, two and a half dozen eggs together for seafarer for me. Um, they're just always so helpful, and they've been so kind to give us their banquet room for our meetings for the entire year for oh, Wine, wow. Women, and Shoes, which um, we will thank them another way, but they've been very, very generous in support of this function. That is fantastic. Well, thank you for the introduction. Thank you. Okay, let's chat with Olive Crest. So um, this is the charity that is going to be benefiting Wine, Women, and Shoes, which is the event we're going to be talking about a little bit later. Um, but I think it's really important for people to understand what makes this charity such a big deal because there are, this one, there's a lot of people who are really excited to be a part of this because of what it stands for. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, Olive Crest is all about creating strong families and uh, safe kids. So um, we're all around the issues of families and kids that are in crisis due to abuse and abandonment. Um, abuse happens to children every 10 seconds in the U.S. So it's really a huge issue. And here in Washington State, uh, last year CPS calls, that's Child Protective Services, when someone thinks there's a child in danger, there were over 90,000 calls just in the state of Washington. Oh, wow. Yeah, and usually they end up investigating around 30, 35,000 of those calls. Um, and then roughly we have about 10,000 children here in the state of Washington in foster care that they were actually taken from their home because abuse was substantiated and so bad that that family of origin, the mom and dad, were deemed as not... Uh, not healthy and abuse had happened to those children or neglect. So Olive Crest is all about um, preventing child abuse, healing kids that have been abused by finding safe, loving homes for them, and then making sure that they are prepared for their future and that the cycle of abuse stops with them, that they have become healthy, productive citizens. 
And we think the key to that is really if you have a strong family to grow up in, oh yeah, and you're and there's safety and love, that's what a child needs. Right. So um, we really focus on making sure that if the family that's in crisis can be strengthened and given tools and kids don't have to be taken away, we have programs and services for those families that are dealing with lots of crisis from homelessness to a woman that's fleeing an abusive situation and wants a better life for her children to um, children that unfortunately were abused or um, neglected and had to be taken from their original family, we can find a loving, safe, strong family for them. So this basically takes um, foster care to a whole different level, enabling with tools and um, ways to make it so that they can move forward in a productive way instead of just saying, okay, here's a new home for you to go to. Right, we have kind of a system. First, we wanna make sure that child is safe and secure and that they sense belonging and have a great family to be in and have a safe night. That's our number one thing. Mm -hmm. And then secondly is the healing component and giving them tools to succeed in life um, we have a mental health um, program where they get counseling, they get um, help with any issues due to the abuse so that they can heal and move past that. And then we help them with um, their schooling, education, um, if it's an older child, a teenager, making sure they have those independent life skills. Um, if they're, if they're going to be adopted, we want them to be adopted. Right. If they're not, we want to make sure they have those um, life skills and they've identified who their forever family is what if it isn't by adoption it they can create what that family is that they're creating so they have a strong social network uh -huh. i think abuse happens often when people run out of options they don't have a strong support system they don't have friends family to lean on um, their original family may not be healthy and they don't want their kids to be around them right. um, and they Ten, what tends to happen when you're in crisis, you go into isolation. And we want them in community and family around people that care and help them to how to build that family so that, um, so that their children can be raised happy and productive and again, stop that cycle of homelessness, abuse, crisis with that child. Wow, that's amazing. So what kinds of ways can people get involved? Um, you know, obviously when we talk about the Wine, Women, and Shoes through events, through um, donating, but what other types of ways is, is, are people able to step up? Well, every month we run um, foster parent support groups. So foster parents come with their children. And um, like others of us, if you take in a child into your home, you know, there's sometimes lots of, you need to meet and get, yeah. <laughs> get some information about, you know, raising children is, is difficult anyway, but a child that's maybe has some issues of abuse, you want to, um, get as many tools as you can. So we run 90 of those support groups throughout the state of Washington, just here in Seattle, there's seven or eight, um, any night of the month. And you can come, you can bring a snack. Wow. You can just show up and bring a snack. You can help with, um, with childcare or do a craft or an activity with the kids. Um, you do have to get background checked to do that. Uh, of course. <laughs> you know, we're, not, we're not letting anybody around those kids. But so um, even right where you live, you can check out on our website, and there's a, there's a support group that is meeting every month that, you know, for two hours you can go for the whole time. You can just drop off some snacks to help that mo foster mom or dad that's 
on their way to the support group, but they don't have to stop at the Burger King. You know, gotcha. you can bring something healthy for them and you can welcome them and get them situated and then leave if you've got a half hour or if you want to stay and hold babies or play with little ones. That's always a fun thing to do. Um, so that's our every month. And then we also have events that um, are fun to work on um, with your skill set. I know. LB, you've been helping us out, and a lot of these great ladies um, with an event we're having, and that's always fun. You meet a lot of great people that also have a heart for kids, and you meet um, a lot of great business folks and friends that um, you want to do work with because um, they have your same passion. Um, there's also uh, working on a, on a program. Uh, you can also work on an event that's for the kids. We have a holiday party. Um, we have a summer picnic coming up um, August 14th at Remlinger Farms. Oh, that um, would be a fun one. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and we have a group. Um, and we still need volunteers, so if you want to welcome and, and go in or you want to help with the crafts or the science project, it's science. We're doing lots of little science experiments for, for them. So um, anything that, um, and then we're doing a backpack drive in the fall, um, so we try to equip the kids for success. Um, in education, because that's key. Mm -hmm. If you, you, we know that if, as a child, when you, if you graduate from high school and you have your college, your high school diploma, and you have one significant adult relationship that loves and cares for you unconditionally, that's usually your parent, then you will make it in life. That's all we need. It sounds so, simple. so simple, right. but that's really what children need. They need that education. But most importantly, they need to be safe, secure, and know that they're loved just for who they are and what they're going to be, not because they've done something a certain way, but you know what I mean by unconditional. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And I think a lot of people don't realize how much self-confidence comes from just having that what we would consider normal normalcy, that everyday consistency of knowing that, you know, I mean, our body has that consistency. It knows that we have to breathe. It knows that we have to eat. It knows that we have to move. And the rest of our life needs that, too. We need that consistency of knowing we have a safe place to go home. We, we get to go educate. We get to go learn. We get to develop relationships. And, and those types of things create that security to be strong enough to, to try new things. And, and, you know, that's where your competition comes out in you when you feel empowered to be able to, oh, I think I want to try that. But like you were saying, I think a lot of people don't realize if you've grown up in a very balanced place, just how devastating that imbalance can be. Yeah, and when you say normal, that's an interesting thing because um, I'm just at one of our foster support groups, um, a gal like you came and volunteered, and she goes, well, Emma, she just looks so normal. She looks like a n normal, happy 10-year-old. Well, and I said, I said, <laughs> she is. Her past With wouldn't have indicated that. Right. You did not know that, you know, she, she was abused pretty pretty badly. Um, uh, you know, her her father was was not a kind man. Let's mm -hmm. just put it that way. And um, her parents are incarcerated. Um, but that's our goal: is that she can heal from that past. Yeah, weather that storm and move forward. And and be normal. Yep. And not have to worry about when I go home tonight, am I going to be safe? Yeah. That's no child should be worrying about that that when you go home and go to sleep at night, am I safe in my own bed? Right. Um, so now she can. And when you look at her, you kind of think, well, gosh, you know, these kids really need help. They, they look so well adjusted. Well, that's what we want. That's She's on her road to healing. She's not totally there yet, but she has 
a loving home that's strong and is giving her those tools and all the support with our um, case managers and our mental health providers um, so that she will, she'll make it. That is awesome. Okay, so you know, let's um, chat a little bit about this upcoming event. We're gonna have the co-chair join us and uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about Wine, Women, and Shoes, what it is, what makes it so much fun. Um, I mean, it's one of those events that people literally look forward to all year round. Um, we're sitting here in August, the very beginning of August, and there's only 71 tickets left, and the event doesn't happen until October. Uh, I think VIP was sold out in the first two and a half to three weeks that the tickets were available. Uh, so it creates uh, a very fun uh, resource or a fun way of raising money to help support these kids. So tell us a little bit about Wine, Women, and Shoes and what people are going to expect. Well, Wine, Women, and Shoes is a national organization, nonprofit out of Napa Valley, and they work with independent charities, nonprofits around the United States, partnering up with uh, all the charities to help raise money. In 10 years, they have helped raise over $20 million um, for charity, and Elaine Honig was just written up in the... Um, Huffington Post blog <laughs> about her charitable work um, in the last 10 years. So um, they've done the event in Seattle a couple of times this year. It's a new beneficiary, which is Olive Crest Western Washington. And I have been involved with Olive Crest since I moved here, helping with anything and everything they need um, for donations, um, any participation. They have been one of my favorites. And when um, foster care becomes personal, which is something I'm experiencing right now in my own life, um, it really touches home for me. And any kid that's abused or homeless, just to me, I'd go to war for. So I became co-chair this year, and I'm really excited about the players that we have um, in our culinary, in our wineries, um, the donations financially and in kind. I think it's going to be an extraordinary event, and I'm really honored to be supporting Olive Crest, and the support from our local community is beyond overwhelming and just so appreciative of what everybody's doing for LB included <laughs> to help this event be the best they've had in Seattle. Okay, so Yulia, tell us a little bit about who you are, your background, and what it is that you do. So I, um, I'm involved with Wine Women's Shoes, uh, benefiting Olive Crest as a co-chair with Karen, Karen Denenberg. And uh, a part of what I'm uh, donating to uh, this event is my uh, video production services with um, Soleil brand, Branding Agency that I'm launching very soon, officially. And um, I'm a professor at the Art Institute of Seattle at the uh, Fashion Marketing and Design Program. Wow. And I serve on the board of uh, a nonprofit um, uh, fashion leading um, organization um, out of New York, um, Fashion Group International. Awesome. And I'm very honored to work with Karen She's one of the pioneers uh, that uniting all, um, I would say community, the whole Seattle community, um, fashion, arts, um, 
together and it's it's something that I want to be involved with and um, I do myself uh, feel strong um, about foster kids I've been involved um, in education uh, for many many years since 13 years straight I'm very excited for for the event and yes VIP is sold and we have about 70 tickets left to go so get your tickets now <laughs> so tell us a little bit about if somebody who's never been to wine women and shoes I've had the fortune of being able to cover and be a part of it for the last few years um, it's always an exquisite event it's a lot of fun for everyone who comes um, Karen can you tell us a little bit about what somebody's gonna um, see when they walk in what, what should they expect <laughs> well, we're very excited about our culinary team, for one. Um, we have Tom Douglas, which I'm over the top, over the moon about, that he said he would be honored to be part of this event. We have the Wild Ginger, uh, Chinua Cafe, and the Wabi Sabi Sushi Bar, and also Munchery. And uh, for all the right reasons, we chose those culinary partners. And the Munchery, for one, uh, they're a new home delivery service in Seattle, food delivery. And what I loved about their concept was that, number one, all the packaging that they deliver food in is all earth-friendly, so there's no plastic. And secondly, for every meal that's purchased, uh, they donate a meal to somebody in need. Oh, I mean, wow. that, that had me from the get-go. Um, we have eight fabulous wineries, and we have eight wonderful marketplace vendors. Uh, from Seattle, we have the Gem Garden, um, Breithauser, who does incredible crystal and vintage crystal. Oh, yeah, be beautiful pieces. jewelry. We had her on the show here, uh, did an interview with yeah, her. Yeah, she's so talented. Um, my store, of course, um, Runway Street, uh, will be featuring Emmy Mac shoes, um, Hourglass Footwear. They're a local shoe designer company out of Ballard, and they do custom shoes. And they're so much fun, and we're going to have a whole Seahawks theme going with some of their shoes. Um, let's see. We have Pono, this incredible jewelry line from Milan. I've been buying them for years out of New York, the most amazing um, light, light, lightweight metal and lucite to die for. They're coming from New York. Linda Richards, <coughs> who is also a New York-based company, she does amazing fur collars and pieces and accessories in the most outrageous colors you'll ever see. <laughs> uh, let's see. Susie O. Handbag. Susie's coming from California, and she does only charity events selling her handbags, some of which I have never heard of before. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm excited to see her handbags. And also Tiffany George, another great shoe designer from California who uh, has done several wine, women, and shoes and been very successful, very hip, great, great designer. And for our fashion show, <coughs> fashion show partners right now, we have myself, David Tupaz Couture from Las Vegas, who is the most amazing real couture designer. He could be Valentino's partner. He is a perfectionist, and his sewing and design and real couture is a lost art. I could honestly say he's one of the people who still lives on in couture, and it, it's a dying art. So we're very excited to have him. Uh, Cynthia Johnson, who represents Jay Hilburn Men's Clothes, will be uh -huh. showing four or five men's outfits on some very cute models. 
And um, another fabulous thing is the Shoe Guys. Uh, shoe yeah, Guys are going to be sponsored by a couple of our companies, Frost Recruiting and uh, a couple of other sponsors, but they are part of the show. So they will meet the uh, all the attendees coming with a glass of champagne from Ferrari, which is a wonderful champagne. Mm -hmm. And they will be literally serving up silver platters of everybody's shoes and jewelry and handbags and walking around schmoozing all the ladies while they're shopping to entice them to go to different booths to purchase. So there'll be a, a taste of great wine, a bite of great food, and a shopping right next door. It'll be the whole second floor of the Four Seasons. And then we have this amazing thing called Keys to the Closet. It's a $10,000 yeah. package of clothes, wine, restaurant gift certificates, gym memberships, um, just everything and anything imaginable for in that $10,000 package. The tickets are $100. There will only be 150 sold, and whoever the, the winning ticket purchaser is wins the entire $10,000 package. Wow. And so then we'll have a great fashion show. So there's really a lot to digest. It's mm -hmm. going to be a fun event. And then we're going to have a live auction with uh, eight live packages. A uh, couple quick example is an outrageous package to Walla Walla to the wine country, including a Beha, Tesla Motors. That's um, the one I want to win. <laughs> beauty, um, wine, it's fantastic. We have a package to New York, a package to Vancouver, a package to Napa Valley. Uh, lots of great things to purchase and enjoy, and I think it's going to be a fantastic event. It always is. It always is. Okay, so the attire for, again, somebody who maybe has not gone to a Wine, Women, and Shoes event. Uh, last year, I ended up with a full-length dress, so that was fun. So, yes, you can go all out. Um, but what is the attire that you guys are suggesting for the event? We're we're inviting everybody to dress up. Cocktail, probably. There'll be an award for best dress. There'll be an award for the best in shoe. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, ladies, we have very few occasions to deck out. This would be the night to do it. Dress to the hilt and Love bring it. your credit cards. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for taking the time and for opening your, sh your shop here to us. You're down here in the heart of Belltown. Um, and we are very fortunate to have been able to interview everybody and check everything out. Um, if somebody is looking for some ideas, particularly with jewelry and stuff, where would they find you? We are at 2232 First Avenue. For 16 years, I said next to the Flying Fish Restaurant. Unfortunately, they have moved. And now we're next to Local 360 at the corner of Bell, 17 years here in business. We have lots of great dresses and accessories for the event, lots of sportswear, travel clothes. If you haven't been to my store, it's a must-do. Kind Bars, a brand of all-natural foods made from ingredients you can see and pronounce. Find them at your local grocery store or at www.kindsnacks.com. And our second wine tasting of today's show is going to be Stag's Leap. It's their 2012 Viognier. Viogniers are by far one of my favorite white wines. Um, one of the reasons that they're one of my favorites is because they have, um, very much like the Chardonnay that we were drinking, they have a very mouth-filling feel to them. 
Uh, they're very sexy wines. They have a lot of your pineapples and citruses, some of your melons in the backdrop, um, just depending on how the, uh, the Viognier was presented. So why don't you tell us what you think about it? Um, this, this is very good. I like, I like it too. It's a full, as you said. And it's good with dessert, yes, because it's got that, that feel, a little more sugar content in it, I think. I was uh, laughing with a friend the other day, and we were talking about how the stag sleep, how it had nice legs on it. <laughs> what do you think, Erin? Well, I've had many years of drinking stag's leap, living in Sun Valley. I'm a big fan of their wine. The Vignet, I think, is a nice dessert wine, you know, light with fruit and black cherries and a little bit of chocolate mm -hmm. um, for more dessert versus every night drinking. Gotcha. But, but it's very, very nice. Okay, these fabulous ladies here have agreed to chat. Um, thank you with me. Uh, so often we forget to say thank you, or when we do it, we are pretty much haphazard about it. Our culture has kind of made everything uber casual. Uh, and with that, I think there's a lot of the appreciation that is lost. Um, and so as I typically do, whenever you're trying to get a reset or empower people to have knowledge again, I go back to the definition of things. Um, you know, we grow up and we do our vocabulary words and we learn the definition of everything. Uh, as we get older, we start adapting that definition to what we think the interpretation is with whatever's going on in our life and the people that we're interacting. And we forget what truly communication, true communication is about, which is the actual use and proper terminology of the words that we're using. So with thank you, the actual definition comes across a polite expression used when acknowledging a gift, service, or compliment, or accepting or refusing an offer. To do this not only shows gratitude, but an appreciation of what that person have, has given to you and its value. Thank yous to this day are a very organic and very publicly helping way to support those brands that support you by the way of you sharing your, appreciate, your appreciation through social media platforms that you share with when you're working on these different types of charity events. Um, and I know all of you ladies have worked with a lot of different organizations. Uh, what are some of your favorite ways or what you feel are some of the most genuine ways of thanking people when you're talking about a social media interaction? Or do you have a certain pet and peeve? And, and I'll use myself while you guys are thinking about this. I'll use myself as an example. I was surfing around on social media today and um, noticed a major event that had just recently occurred and, and one of the main organizations of that event uh, did their thank yous and they did it on a social media platform but they didn't hyperlink any of the companies. So, you know, it's nice that people can read through that, but those people probably aren't going to take the time to go through that list and actually retype in to go check out where there might have been a curiosity. Whereas if it was hyperlinked, they might go, oh, yeah, that's right. I saw that. Let, let's go check out their page. Or, you know, maybe it was a winery, and I really like their wine. I'm going to click on it and, and tell them how much I really enjoyed their wine. Uh, it's sad to say that our culture has kind of become that lazy, but at the same time, putting that responsibility on other people to follow through instead of us taking that responsibility to make sure that it is very simple and very easy for people to communicate their appreciation by way of seeing yours, I think is really, really important. Um, not making so many shortcuts and, and trying to simplify for ourselves, especially when our organizations and the things that are closest to our heart are benefiting from these companies who are putting this product forward. 
um, those thank yous are basically a utilization of their marketing dollars. They're choosing to take their marketing dollars and put them in your organization instead of a Yellow Pages ad or a Facebook ad. Um, so that very organic, very real thank you becomes priceless marketing dollars. Uh, do you guys have any favorites or any examples that you would like to share? Well, uh, just personally, not only for this charity event, but you know, in regard to my business, if somebody sends me a referral in my store, I will do a thank you card, I will do a gift certificate, I will acknowledge that person in some personal way to thank them for that referral. Um, when, when I approached Tom Douglas for this event, the last thing I expected would be from Tom to say, as busy as he is, Karen, I would be honored to be part of your event. And I, I have to say that I broke down and cried when I read that email. And you know, not only did we post that he was part of our culinary team on Facebook, I posted on my Facebook page to acknowledge Tom and tell him how appreciative I was um, that, that Tom Douglas, with all of his busy, busy schedule, would take the time out to be at this event. And just that the personal note, the sending of the flower, whether it be an e-card or just taking the time to acknowledge somebody who put in $100 or $500 to say thank you and thank you for supporting the cause. I think that little bit goes a huge way and every person, whether it's $5 or $100 or $5,000 should be acknowledged for standing up for what you're committed to. I love that, I, and I think that's when, you know, like we were talking about, we've become such a entitled culture that we, we have forgotten those thank yous and that appreciation, and I think that's why you see a lot of people, uh, they get really gung-ho in, in trying to help and do different things, and then they get burnt out really fast because, like a tree, if it doesn't get watered, it withers and dies, and there's nothing left to give. So. And I would also say that uh, when you authentically say thank you and you stop and you think and you think then it's in a way an extension of a partnership yeah. so then you can go back and say and ask for something else then mm -hmm. later uh, so it's I believe it's an extension uh, continuum of any relationship or partnership well, and the cool thing about a thank you is when you're talking on social media, it doesn't come across as marketing. It comes across as, yes, you're giving a brand recognition, but you're doing it in a way that is such a, a common nicety that people receive that as what it is meant as a thank you, but they also will recognize that brand. You know, if I see certain wineries at a lot of different events and I go to buy wine, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to reach for those wines not the ones that I don't know anything about or maybe to definitely the ones who decide that they're not going to be part of our culture or, or part of our community. Right. And from a nonprofit status uh, point of view, it thank you is so very important. We've all gone to events and you don't even get a postcard, let oh, alone yeah. <laughs> anything acknowledging you came. Um, and I truly, when I meet with people, after every event we send a postcard, we have a, actually have our board members calling and thanking every single donor that came to the event, regardless of what they gave, yeah. um, and other volunteers. We want everybody that came to get a personal call, and people are surprised. Why, are you calling to ask for something? No. We want to thank you for 
taking your time and effort to come to the event and being a part of it. Um, and it's valuing people for their time, their talent, their treasure. Everybody has those three things to give and honoring all of them. That We've got 20 incredible people on our committee that are taking time out of their day to work on this event and donating their skill set. They're all, most of our committee members are all very strong businesswomen that own their own businesses. Um, a couple men. <laughs> but they are talented. They're connecting people in the community. This event is going to be awesome because Karen and Julia tapped who were the most incredible people in their field in the area of public relations, you know, with Revolution PR, with Kevin Bradford, Bradford Design. They're donating their time and their talent. These are very talented, high-end people. And that is just as um, important, if not more, than, um, than the cash for sponsorship. Yep. Um, and also for our corporate, we have a Wine Women Shoes dedicated Facebook page. So it's Wine Women Shoes Olive Crest um, Seattle. And Tom, the minute a sponsor is on, we put their logo, we put pictures, we're excited to meet them, we're, we're thanking them for coming on board. And then um, afterwards, I send each sponsor kind of a synopsis of all of that coverage that they were involved with so they can see that we did live up to the benefits of what we said we would give them. Right. Um, and I think that's important because it's so difficult in a business situation, as well as with nonprofits, to um, you spend a lot of time and effort acquiring a new customer. Yes, yes. But to retain that customer and to bring them back, it's it's not much nope. they you know and it's a much smarter business practice to um to do that um as well as just manners mm -hmm. <laughs> well and just the same thing it goes back to the appreciation i think you know we all want to be appreciated and it's not necessarily about anything other than you're, you're helping to refuel those people who are putting themselves out there uh and i want to say real quick i know karen you have something else to say too but uh you know this even extends to when you receive a swag bag uh, is one of the things that I don't see a lot of yet, but every once in a while uh, we're starting to see it more and I'm trying to encourage it more. When you receive a swag bag, you, you go through it, you find the things that you like. Um, you know, by no means do you need to feel obligated to comment on everything in there, but if there's two or three vendors that have put something in there that you're really interested in or you really appreciated, um, it only takes 30 seconds to go to your social media, whichever, I mean, there's several different, you know, platforms. Uh, and let them know, hey, you know, I got this wonderful product in the Wine, Women, and Shoes swag bag, and I want to tell you it was, it was a great way for me to get to know you. I didn't know you had this, or um, I never knew I would like this. And that allows them to know that, hey, it was worth my time. You had something, Karen? Yes, I want to say thank you to Miss LV Duchess and Socially Savvy for jumping in and helping us with so many different areas. Uh, we met recently through our friend Stacy Lill at the Taste of Washington. Yep. I said, oh, we're working on this event. She immediately said, what can I do? And I think she may have been a little shocked that we needed help so much. But Oh, yeah. <laughs> but she was so kind to do this live podcast. She's putting so much effort into our swag bags and promoting and donating and we just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your contacts, your your follow through, you are the best at what you do and 
um, we just want to say thank you. Well, thank you. That was not expected. <laughs> well, just a little reminder, our socially savvy guests, don't forget to say your thank yous. Um, start with appreciating the people that are closest to you, um, business partners, teachers, you know, it's those little acts of kindness that can really make or break somebody's day. Um, and it's amazing. You may think that a little thank you is nothing, but uh, it saves lives. It can be as significant as that. Just a little thank you, a little appreciation. So, oh, yes, and we definitely would like to toast all of you guys for being a part of this. I'm super excited to go to this event and enjoy it. We want to remind you all to subscribe to the Socially Savvy page to be entered into our drawings for um, Socially Savvy Sponsors products. Uh, check us out at RSS Radio on your smartphones and make sure to make all of the social events that you attend better because you were there. Have a Socially Savvy week, everyone.